Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Did you see Mark Lerner's comments yesterday? Sure did, man. Whoa. Why are we doing this? I don't know what happened. I don't know why. Now, we said this after the fact last year. He came on our show on December 7th, and he said one year ago, a day from now, that basically... They were moving on from Bryce Harper. I'm paraphrasing, but he talked about putting together a video montage when he came back to the park, thanking him for his services. That offer's probably no longer on the table because right. we just spent money on Patrick Corbin. Yeah, the $300 million <laughs> that we once offered him, we're not going to offer him anymore because we just paid for this pitcher. And meanwhile, Mike Rizzo, his team president, was trying to negotiate with Bryce Harper. That made that negotiation and any conversations that Rizzo was having with Bryce or his agent, Scott Boris, Increasingly difficult, you'd have to imagine. Didn't really get the logic in saying it when he did, but I appreciated the candor and the honesty because it was on our show. I loved that. It was cool. Yesterday, Mark Lerner, in an interview with a television show on NBC Sports Washington, it's like a a taped interview show, and I'll have to find out when it's going to air and let you guys know I'm going to dig on that right now. But he said that the Nationals could only afford one of Steven Strasburg or Anthony Rendon. Think about that for a second. I'm going to read here from a a story on uh, federal baseball. The interview was with Donald Dell of NBCSW. He said when it came to Strasburg and Rendon, the team, quote, really can only afford to have one of those two guys. Now, Scott Boris has since responded and adamantly disagrees with this. As he told Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic via text message, this is kind of what I've been saying all along, by the way. The Nationals are experiencing a revenue festival in 2020. That's a great turn of a phrase, by the way. That is a great phrase. It's a better way than me saying they're making a ton of money. They got lots of money now. They got a bleak ton of money. Yeah. Or they're experiencing a revenue festival. World Series momentum has blossomed millions in D.C., the franchise value has increased by nearly $2 billion since their purchase. The Nationals made an extra $30 million winning the World Series. Now, we've been speculating and wondering and guessing, and we have no idea how much the World Series was worth. I, I actually grasped and tweeted John O'Rand, our buddy from Sports Business Journal. I don't think he got back to me, but I was trying to figure out, like, hey, any idea how we could speculate on this? Boris is saying they made $30 million by winning the World Series. I don't know where that figure comes that, from. I don't know what math. What plus what equals that? I don't know. I'd be curious to know how he put that together. Attendance will increase by more than four to 500000 he says. TV ratings and advertising rates all skyrocket. Everyone in D.C. knows special cherry trees create revenue bloom. So that's his response. Cliff notes, summation, you just made a lot of money. Your organization's worth a ton. If you want to pay Strauss and you want to pay Rendon, you can do it. If you're asking me to pick a side, I'm not saying I'm going Boris over Lerner on everything, 
But in this particular case, if the two arguments are we can't afford both or sure you can afford both if you want to sign both. I'm going B, not A here. Now, I, I, I said this to you before the show, and what I'm about to say is not fair. We can debate this, or we can just say, this is just my feeling. I'm just talking about my feelings now, okay? Then I'll move on and make my point. Whenever I hear a person who has a, a financial situation that is unfathomable to every person listening to this broadcast, they, they, you could lose a million dollars a day for the rest of your life and still be financially fine, Okay. Whenever I hear them use the word we can't afford, that will reflexively make me irritated and upset. I know that's not what he meant. I'm just saying that bothers me, and it bothers a lot of people, I think. Now, I've got that out of the way. Let's actually get to, to, to the actual content here. If your point is, it's probably not great business, because if we have both guys, their salary cap, quote-unquote, figure is going to be so huge, we can't fill out the rest of the roster, we'll pay the luxury tax. Then when it comes time to try to resign other guys, it will be worse in the long term if we sign both because their contracts are going to be huge, which they've earned because they're great players. That's not unreasonable, right? If you're saying the best way for us to build this team going forward to continue this amazing window and this wonderful run isn't to sign both guys. We have to fill out our roster in a different way. I think people understand that. It's just bothersome, isn't it? After this run, after everything that's happened, all the good feelings, all the emotions, all the wonderful stuff, and these are two homegrown guys to hear, yeah, we can't afford both. I don't get the upside here. If, if well, there the, is no upside. I can promise you that. If the point, if the effort is to somehow damper the price tag on the open market by saying, well, we're not going to be a bidder for both. Does he think one it, of them comes back and says, well, if you can't afford both of us, I'll take a discount. And then we could sign him too. Is that, is that the mindset? I, I guess it's maybe just say, hey, we're not we're not in this bidding and maybe the, the number doesn't get as high and then they can swoop in and, and actually sign both. To me, it's it's you have to do jump to a bunch of lily pads. So I, I just a couple things I don't understand about this. As I said, I, I'm big Mark Lerner fan, like the rest of you are. He just won a world championship and has been instrumental in making the Nats the bee's knees in Washington D.C. And he deserves a ton of credit. And when he walks into the room, he gets a standing ovation now, and he should. I wish he owned the Redskins too. Doesn't mean I can't disagree with him on some things. Okay, mm -hmm. this is one of those things. I categorically disagree after winning a World Series with the windfall of money coming into this organization that you couldn't pay both of these guys. Not to mention, you offered Mike, uh, you, you offered Bryce Harper Mike Trout money last year. You offered him $300 million at one point. You were planning at that time to have Strasburg on the books. You were planning at that time, supposedly, according to what you were saying, to re-sign Anthony Rendon. Does that mean that when you offered Bryce Harper that money, had he have accepted it, you wouldn't have signed Patrick Corbin, you wouldn't have been able to re-sign Anthony Rendon? Bryce Harper would have left. He would have taken him over all those other guys. The, the math doesn't add up to me. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was a plan at some point that had Bryce Harper's $300 million in it and these guys too. Now you're telling me after a World Series with your fan base growing, after all the season tickets purchased for next year, that you can't figure this out? I just don't get it. The other part of this that is odd to me, this will sound personal, but I promise you it's not. I, I don't necessarily care about the specifics of who he interviews with, but it, it's just for the uh, sake of kind of information. Mark Lerner hadn't been doing many interviews. In fact, we're the flagship radio station. He was great when I ran into him in the clubhouse a couple times. We did interviews with him after they won some big games. But like, he was kind of tough to track down at times in the sense of doing kind of long-form sit-down things. I wanted to interview him for something I was doing for The Athletic, and the Nats were like, no, you know, we're not really doing that. And my thought was maybe he's very honest. He's just a very nice man. Maybe they're protecting him a little bit with Rendon, with Strasburg, of what's going on. 
he does this random sit down with Donald Dell and NBC Sports Washington right before the winter meetings. Why? Is, is that a fair question to ask? Like, what what yeah. what good comes out of this? I don't really. It's just baffling to me. And that's more of a something fans probably don't care about. But I'm just thinking more of a, as a media person. I don't know what could have been done in that sit down that would have benefited the team. But what I do know is Mike Rizzo now has to clean up a mess on the first day of the winter meetings again when he gets to San Diego now to start this thing early in the week. He's got to say, hey, I, I know what Mark said. Here's what we actually... <laughs> and, and Mark told the truth, and Rizzo's not going to tell the truth. That's not a knock on Rizzo. But he's got to now spin this thing as best he can, just like he did with Bryce after he was on our show. And everyone said, I don't know, man. I think you guys got it wrong. I think the Nats are still in on Bryce. No, they weren't. They were not. They were not in on Bryce at all. Lerner yeah. told us that. You didn't want to listen. Just like he just told you, they're not resigning both of these guys. And Rizzo's going to have to come out and say, we might. We got a shot here. It just depends on this and this. I just don't know why this is two straight years that this has happened. The, if I'm Rizzo, by the way, I'm livid about this. So for the Bryce one, there there was some upside, I would say, in the sense that let's cushion the blow. Let's make you understand that we've already kind of done this, kind of set expectations. Here, before you have anybody in-house, there's they, there's no replacement already. There's no, well, we don't have Strasburg. We've already got Hinjin Ryu signed and sealed and delivered. They had Corbin. Corbin was the new toy. It was at a press conference. They don't have that this year. It's That's also, the difference. It's just to odd to me, like juice worth the squeeze style. Yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.